Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook, let's dive in. Well, welcome to the podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest. Her name is Adrienne, and she is going to share her story with healing and reversing multiple sclerosis naturally. And I am so excited because so many people think that you can't do it at all. You're just stuck with this condition forever, and you're not. And I'm so excited for Adrienne to share her story. So can you please introduce yourself, and then let's just dive right in. Okay. Yeah. So my name's Adrienne Charlie. And when I was 28 years old, I graduated from college and I moved to Colorado and that's where I live now. And life was pretty good. I didn't know, have a lot of friends at that time. I was working as a manager in sales. And I remember one day I woke up and I was numb from my feet to my chest. And that was quite scary and I didn't know what it was. And so I called my mom and asked her, you know, what I do? Cause she's an ex nurse. And she said, well, honey, you should go to the neurologist and call me afterwards. So I did that and he gave me some, you know, physical tests where, you know, I went in, he tested my balance and had me touch my nose and, you know, all these other physical tests. And I said, well, what do you think I have? He said, if I can bet on it, you probably have MS. And that really hit me, you know, it was very uncomfortable too, because when I was walking around, it was like pins and needles. You know, if your feet ever have fallen asleep, that's what it felt like every, every single step I took. Um, and then just numbness, my hands, and then just, I couldn't feel my legs. Um, or my feet, um, or my, my midsection. So told my mom, and I remember my, at that time, if you remember, we were really kind of, I guess, tagged as somebody with a chronic disease with your insurance company, right? If you, if you were diagnosed, I remember when I called my mom, she goes, well, be sure you don't get diagnosed because then your premiums will go through the roof. And, I, and that was quite scary. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna live life and, and try to be happy and hope that this disappears. And you know what, Marianne, it magically did. I don't know what I did at the time. I, it might've been diet, it might've been my attitude, um, but about a month later, it, it faded. It slowly faded away, but it did. So life went on, um, got married at 35, got into real estate, and um, when I turned 45 years old, three days later, I woke up and I had a blind spot in my left eye. 
And I didn't know what it was again, right? So talked to my husband about it. And so after three days, you know, he said, we'll go to the eye doctor. And so I did. So went to the optometrist and they gave me some tests. You know, I don't know if you've gotten your eyes tested lately, but you know how you look into a machine mm -hmm. and you're given a clicker and these little squiggly lines or spots come up and you're supposed to click it when they come up. And so I passed my right eye, but obviously my left eye did not pass. And yeah. so I sat down later in the chair with them and, and I said, well, what do you think's going on? And, and he said, well, it could be a couple of things, but you could have MS because that's an option too. And then I thought, okay, here we go again. This, this multiple sclerosis came up for a second time. What's crazy and, is it's just to interrupt for a second. It's crazy. It's almost yeah. 20, 20 years later. Yeah, you know, later. Yeah, yeah, and that, and and it manifested completely different. You know, it's, yeah, it you know, did. so like the body, the way that it manifested, like I just the body is so interesting. You it know, is. like to think that like at first you were like paralyzed in pens and needles and could barely move, and then the next time was you were blind, and one. Yeah, I could move. I was just numb. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's so interesting because everybody that's diagnosed with MS has something different. Like we're all different. So after seeing that eye doctor, he had me see a different eye doctor, did more tests. And then that doctor said, well, go to your primary physician. So I did that. And then that doctor said, go to neurologist. So I'm like, here I am back at the neuro neurologist. And so then that doctor said, well, let's get some blood work and let's get an MRI for you so we can rule some things out. So I did that and came back to get the results. And the number one thing I remember about my blood work was my vitamin D was very low. So that is a big deal. You know, most people with MS have very low vitamin D and actually a lot of the population is low in vitamin D. So I want to tell people, take your vitamin D daily. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then she read me my MRI results and I had lesions all over my brain and all down my spine, like too many to count. And, you know, that was devastating to me, you know, I was 45 and, you know, that's not part of my life plan, right? Right. All she did was, you know, she tried to explain to me, this is Dr. Jargon, what was happening. And, and she gave me a bunch of brochures as I was leaving out the door. And she's like, oh, by the way, don't forget to make another, another appointment with me when you leave, because we need to figure out your treatment. I mean, that was just that day on, you, you know, you never forget that kind of day. And I was just destroyed. And I thought, what am I going to do? Th I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, like I thought that I ate right. I exercised, like I, I wasn't overweight. Like I thought I did everything right. And so anyway, I told my husband and, you know, he was, destroyed too. He's like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. It was a couple of weeks later and he goes, honey, we need to tell the kids. And so I um, had gotten a steroid treatment by that neurologist a week later. And so I had 
steroids for about, you know, like a drip in my arm for three to four days in a row. And afterwards, I got to tell you, I had a migraine headache that lasted for a month and I don't get headaches. So that was really interesting to me. It was awful. I couldn't think I couldn't work. I was in bed for 30 days. Um, it was just a pounding headache. It just felt like somebody took a sledgehammer and just hit me in the head for like 30 days. Like it was awful. But anyway, my husband said, we got to tell the kids. And so I was so lucky in that, you know, after he told our kids who were older, our oldest son had a girlfriend at the time and he's now married to her. Her name's Sarah. And she went to Colorado State University, University and got her dietetics degree. And she said, you know, Todd, Adrian can control her MS with diet. Just to interject, that's amazing because they're yeah. not really taught that in school. So she had no. to done extra research into yes. diet in relation to disease because a lot of times they say food doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, that's no, great. doctors, they don't tell you about diet. And yeah, so anyway, that got me curious. And what I came across, I started researching this and I came across a TED talk. And a lot of people know about this probably in, well in the MS world. So Dr. Terry Walls did a Ted talk. I just luckily came across it and it's about 20 minutes long and she talks about her story. So, you know, she, here she is a doctor and she was diagnosed with MS and she was in her fourth stage in a wheelchair going to the best doctors, you know, in her field and finally she did her own research and started giving herself supplements and then decided, well, you know, I figured out what the body needs, what vitamins, minerals, that kind of thing. Right. And so she interchanged the supplements with food and it took her a while, but, you know, I think it was after about 30 days or so she started, you know, she got out of bed, started walking a little here and there. But then six months later, she's riding a bike and then she's walking like that's that was an incredible story to me. I'm like, if she can do that, like then I can heal myself. So it was a eureka moment for me um, after her, I saw her talk. And I remember that day I went into my kitchen, went through my cupboard, threw out all the processed food, threw out the sugar went to the fridge, poured the milk down the drain <laughs> and got rid of all the gluten. So, um, you know, it took a couple of weeks, probably th two to three weeks before, because at that time, after I had the steroids, the numbness started again. Mm. So I didn't mention that. And then I had numbness in my hands and then I had brain fog. And then I just wanted to sleep all the time. So as soon as I saw that video, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to heal my body. This is really exciting to me. So I went to the grocery store like that day and picked up all these vegetables, spinach, you know, all these um, quality meats and just started eating really well. And, you know, I started getting better little by little and the numbness started going away. And I started having more energy 
and the brain fog gradually went away. This was probably three to four weeks. And then the blind spot in my eye took a couple months. So I want to say it took four, four months, five months, um, because it was just one day I, I just like, you know, I wiggled my fingers, you know, near my eye because I couldn't see them, you know, on the side of my eye. And, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I can see now the blind spots are gone. Like, I thought it was a miracle. So, you know, ever since I've had this kind of life change in this, you know, this happened to me, like, I've got to tell other people that they can heal themselves too, right? right. Um, I just feel like we're not, we're not taught, we're not educated. Like, why don't we not know this? This is like the 2000s, right? Right. Um, so to, just, inter- to interrupt, um, yeah. you know, to talk, to talk about nutrition and Terry Walls, like her story is absolutely incredible. I just it is. love hearing her story. Like she's been on a slew of podcasts lately, but more beyond that, she, because she's a medical doctor, she has been leading studies in the role of nutrition yes. and disease, but also probiotic strands and disease in the role yep. of gut health. And, you know, her, her book has been a game changer for a lot of people. Totally. You know, yeah, and it's and I, great information. It's dry. I will warn everybody. Yeah. Very it is dry, dry. Yeah, yeah, medical yeah. doctor, a little bit of Dr. E's read. But the point is just nutrient dense diet, low in sugar, low yes. in inflammatory foods, high in fats. You know, you're getting adequate calories adequate yep. protein, yep. variety of nutrients. She's all about different yep. colors and yes. all of these things. And it's really foundational for any disease. Hers goes, a, it, the diet for MS goes a little beyond the foundation, but it, and it, what I think is so powerful about your story is four to five months is not very long in no. the scheme of the healing journey. Like we're in such a microwave culture. We think, oh, antibiotics will be fine in like 10 days, right? We feel start feeling better after 24 hours. When it comes to healing the body, especially when you have lesions everywhere, you know, if you think about it, it started at the age of 28 and it kind of, it, it, it went away. The body, you know, figured out a way to still continue to function. You were able to have yeah. babies, you were able to have a life, but then it yeah. just got to a point where it couldn't anymore, Right. But then, and you know, you did the stories and stuff, but the, the impact that diet has, and I, this is just, what's really standing out to me is it's so fast. Like really, it's just so fast. I think about this one client I had in probably the early years of my practice and she got MS after her uh, HPV vaccine oh. and she wanted to have babies. She was getting married. You know, she was rail thin. She was dealing with the fatigue, trying to work and all of that. And within two years, she was able to have babies, you know, and she was feeling better. And it's just like, and I love that story. But then to think like, here you are with these symptoms and it's four to five months. Like that's encouraging. Totally. Yeah. And I I did buy her book too. So the walls protocol, Mm -hmm. um, do you have it? I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, it's very thick and it's very informative, but you're right. It's dry. You know, a doctor wrote it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, um, I, I just like to warn people because it's not like this engaging, um, read it's really, truly informational. And if you love information, you will love the book. Um, yeah. Yeah. but it, it, it's, it's a little dry, but the information is absolutely solid. And, you know, she came out with a second version because science, you know, her studies and other studies that have been done have kind of 
tweak things. Like she realized you don't have to be as strict, right? Like initially you'd be pretty strict, but then you can loosen yeah. up as time goes on, which I think is revolutionary for a lot of people. Um, and it was for her too. Like, oh, you don't have to be so strict for so long and you can still stay healthy, you know? So as the science continues to evolve, because nutrition science is really in its infancy, mm-hmm. you know, and, but she's leading the way and pioneering a lot of this stuff that we're seeing now with different probiotic strains and gut health. And uh-huh. it's just really cool. But yeah, it, you know, within, you know, she's in her seventies now and she's still biking and she's gardening and she loves to show off she just is. how much she moves. It's so fun. She is. And she's planning on living to 120. Oh, and, and she, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I would yeah, not yeah. doubt it at all. She's pretty amazing. Yeah. So what I had a hard time doing is enjoying what I was eating afterwards, right? Because mm-hmm. I knew what I had to eat, but, you know, eating broccoli and eating kale and spinach and those kind of things, like, you know, yuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember like reading her book going, oh my God, life is going to suck. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if you learn how to make certain things, learn how to make vegetables and roast them and, you know, figure out dressings and, you know, I learned all about fats and I learned about healthy proteins and, you know, eating eggs from pasture raised chickens and, you know, and that's what I do. But then I thought I want to, I want to help other people and I want to create something so that people can enjoy eating again, because that was my issue. Like, I'm like, I didn't, how do I make these things taste good? <laughs> right. So it, that's, that's actually where I started too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you are, you and I have the same mission. Like, I'm like, how do I make this taste good for people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're used to eating pasta and spaghetti and breads and, you know, um, and then you have to kind of migrate over to the nutritional veggies and fruits. Yeah, they, right? they don't taste good because especially the dark leafy greens and stuff, they're very mineral rich. It's very yeah. bitter. And yeah. and then you have to think, you know, sugar almost and sugar and the and artificial sweeteners and MSG and all this stuff that's in processed food. And even in high amounts of gluten, like it kind of numbs or like it overstimulates our taste buds. So we actually don't taste food. So even fruits and vegetables don't taste as good as they actually do taste. Because, yeah. you know, and it, ta- and luckily our tongue, you know, re- the cells regenerate fairly quickly, but still like, I know people that like, you know, in the name of nutrition will choke down these like three quarters amount of kale with like half a banana and a bunch of seeds and stuff. And it does not taste good. I'm like, that smells disgusting. I don't know how you're choking it down. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it, it, you don't need that much to reap the benefit. <laughs> Like it doesn't have to taste bad, but it is a, it is a journey, especially if you've never really had to cook outside of boiling water and stirring sauce in a pan. Right. Right. So I created like all these recipes at home. Um, cause I, you know, I have to have flavor. Like my husband can eat grilled chicken and broccoli like every day for the rest of his life. But like, I can't do that. I need flavor. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I wrote a cookbook just to help people and it's called nourish your way to health. And you can buy it on Amazon. And um, no, it, it was really fun to make. And I hope that people, you know, who buy it, enjoy it because I've got desserts in it. I've got brownies. I've got cookies. I've got coconut ice cream. I've got all the things you know, people blackened, think they can't eat anymore. 
Yeah, you know? I know. People think that, and you know, like what you said before, um, your story is, you know, you were pretty strict with, with what you ate too, to heal. Mm -hmm. And I was as well. And you can loosen up later on. So, you know, I have a rule with myself. If I eat 90 to 95% good whole foods, if I cheat a little bit, I have some chips, you know, or I call it soul food. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you're at a party, you know, how many times are we invited to a party or a graduation party or, you know, a wedding and you feel like you can't eat anything, but you can, you know, when you heal yourself, I mean, I, I feel like it, if you're not well, you need to be strict in the beginning, but then after you feel good, you can start eating a little bit of, you know, foods that aren't so healthy for you later, but and, not and a you, lot, just a little bit. You'll Sorry. learn your limit pretty quick. Yeah. You know, um, and the great thing is, is your body, like sometimes it is just a soul food. It's just a craving. Sometimes it's purely out of convenience because there's nothing else to eat. Um, you know, and there's some things that you have to stay strict on. You really need to stay strict on gluten you know, things like that. But other than that, like you, there's a lot of, there's, there's room and you'll find your limit because you will not feel good. Like, and it might be like a half hour, but then sometimes it lasts a few days and you'll kind of, you, you, there'll be some trial and error in there. Yeah. I'm going to say like, you, you mentioned gluten, but I'm going to tell you um, every once in a while, I will buy sourdough bread and I, I, I don't feel bad. You know, I don't eat the whole loaf in a day. I mean, that'd be bad. <laughs> but eating, you know, a little here, a little there, you know, and, and sourdough bread is better for you because it has probiotics in it. And it's easier for us to digest, you it's know, pre-digested by the it's pre-digested by the yeast and bacteria yeah. and all of that. Yeah. yeah. And I've always been the sourdough bread lover. And I used to think that wheat bread was better for you. Right. But it's not. I mean, if you're going to eat bread, eat sourdough bread and, but don't eat a lot. Right. It's not super healthy for you, but you know, if you crave it, you know, it, it's okay. You know, after you're well and you've healed yourself, you can't eat a little bit of it and you'll be okay. You know? Yeah. So you mentioned your cookbook and I will make sure to link that in the show notes, what else do you want people to know about being able to reverse their symptoms and heal their body on their own? Yeah. You know, besides diet and diet is, was number one for me. Um, but I am writing another book right now and it's called the path to Re reverse multiple sclerosis. And Besides having my story in it, I've interviewed 11 other people who have also healed themselves. And I'm planning on getting it out in August. Um, but it was, all these stories are really inspiring. Um, some people were struggling for like years, like 15 up to 20 years before they figured out that food and other strategies can help them you know besides food you've got exercise right mm -hmm. uh, stress relief stress causes disease you you have to manage that um breathing exercises really help you know if you're a spiritual person um you know what's your day-to-day -day life like are you a happy person like do, do you have a job that you hate 
you know, um, you got to have some joy in your life. If you don't have joy in your life, you, you won't heal either. Another so one I, another one I think of is trauma release and pro- trauma processing because trauma, if we don't, if we're, if our body, if our brains are not able to handle it, it'll push it aside. But by pushing it aside, it goes into our body. And so, you know, there's times when food and lifestyle will get you about 80% there and you just can't break past that. And that's when you have to start digging deeper, you know? And so what, you know, diet by far, as you and I both know is the foundation, Mm -hmm. but it is not a magic bullet. It is not an end all be all. I would say for about 70% of people, it's usually diet alone and it's life changing, but you can't neglect sleep. You can't neglect stress management. You can't neglect joy. And if you're still not better, then it's time to see a counselor you know, and kind of start doing some trauma processing. Um, I'm yep. a big fan of EMDR, um, you know, or uh, there's other modalities that are similar to that where it uses the body mind connection. So yeah, that's there. I, I cannot wait to read this book. I think, you know, when it comes to disease management or disease reversal and in things like that, like the focus is so clinical, right? I love that again, the fact that you were able to basically reverse your symptoms within months, which is huge. You know, I, I want to encourage people that like healing is a journey. It's not an overnight thing. And, yeah. you know, it, and it's a process and women like Adrian, you know, and sharing her story and her passion and sharing her recipes with you, like, and then to share stories of overcoming you know, it's not just another book on what disease is and what it does. And here's some strategies, but like just to, to read how other people have overcome the same struggle gives yeah. so much hope. And I feel like hope is almost like the biggest thing. Cause you can eat all the, the kale and all the liver and all of the things that you want, but if you don't believe it's going to help, mm-hmm. it's only going to help so far. You're so right. You're so right about that. And I'm so glad you mentioned trauma too, cause that's in my book as well. Um, you know, and every single person I interviewed, their stories are so different, so different, you know, and some people, you know, they, one, one gal was blind three times, blind three times, and she healed herself three times. <laughs> one gal, you know, didn't realize that food was so important and she'd get well and then she would stop getting well and then she would get well and then she would get worse. And finally, she's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, get on this diet for like two months and see what it does. And she healed like so quickly after that. Um, Yeah. So tons of stories, paralysis, um, Bell's palsy. Um, You know, I can go on and on, but yeah, you'll have to read these stories because I think everybody with MS will relate to at least one of these stories. I'm Again, I'm just so grateful that you have turned your story into a way to help others to not only make their life more enjoyable in the process, because everybody who has MS, if they want to go naturally, are going to read, is going to read Terry Wall's book. Like, it's just, it is the standard, right? But then again, you look at these recipes and you're like, how do I make this doable? Yeah, yeah. Terry Walls does have recipes, but like, in my book, like I gotta have pictures. <laughs> so I created these recipes and I took a picture of every one. So I, I, you know, I need pictures. I need to see what I'm making. I Pictures help. And then also, um, again, sometimes, especially in the clinical world, it's basically just nutrients. 
right? And like, it's just learning to enjoy food as it is, but that's really hard to do. As you know, it's really hard to do. And so I love that you were like, I'm going to take this and I need flavor. I need variety. And you know what? I'm not going to keep this to myself. Like, so I'm just, I love that so very much. And like I said, I also love that you're, you're staying so positive and like, again, just sharing these stories. Like you went and searched these women out and they get to and two men. Yay. And you know, we get, so you searched these people out and they were willing to share their story and they were willing to share the struggles, you know, blind three different times or we'd get better and get worse. And I feel like that's so like on the chronic illness journey, which is really just our bodies crying out for help. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we can give our bodies what it needs to work effectively, 99% of the time we're going to improve a hundred percent or at least dramatically. Right. Mm -hmm. And to be like, oh, it's okay if I take a step back. It just means I'm missing a piece of the puzzle or I'm not taking as good of care of myself as I should. Or, you know, I mean, viruses happen, stress happens, trauma happens. And so it's like, it's not like you're failing if this happens because these, these stories are like, it happened to me three times and then I was able to figure it out, you know? And it's like, oh, I'm not failing. It's just part of learning how to take care of myself completely, you know, and like maybe the food's there, but the stress isn't there. Maybe the sleep is bad. Or again, you know, there's a viral, a a viral component or a trauma component. And it's just this like healing and health is not a destination. It's a journey. It is. We can always get better. I I find like I get to a place and then I plateau because I'm like, I'm happy. Like I'm good. I don't, I don't need to continue. And then something happens. I'm like, Oh, okay. Time to add another layer. Well, and I'm internally curious. So I'm, I read and study all week, every week. Um, but that's my, that's why I'm a health coach. I just want to keep on learning. Right. But yeah, you know, for, for, yeah, for, but you know, and not everybody's there. Everybody just, sometimes we just want to feel good enough that we can live our lives. And um, I'm just so grateful and excited for you to be able to share this hope with everybody. So there's one more thing I wanted to mention. Yes, please. Because I'm guessing you were on this journey with me were okay. I was, I would love sugar. I was kind of a sweet tooth person. Was that you? Oh yeah. I have a total sweet tooth. Oh yeah. So I just want to tell everybody, I had a really hard time with that. Like right after I knew how to change my diet, like I, I did it cold turkey and I don't recommend that. <laughs> I do not recommend really that hard. either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I said no to sugar for a month. So after, but it got easier and it got easier. So after 30 days, 45 days, and then, then I tried to take a bite of a regular cookie with sugar in it and it tasted like poison to me. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell people as well that when you wean yourself off of sugar, it will taste too sweet for you eventually and you won't like it. So our taste buds change, which I didn't realize. And so that was a big aha for me too. Uh, Another one. I remember when I first got off of artificial sweeteners right? uh and, and then, you know, I was out somewhere and I had some and it tasted chemically like it just didn't Uh taste good. Uh You know, and a lot of people like, oh, I can't give up my diet Coke. I can't give up this. I can't give up that. But then you have to, if you want to feel better. Well, yep. And if you can stick to it, 
your taste buds, it doesn't taste good anymore. Yeah. You know, and, um, but the, you know, the going cold Turkey for very few people who are all or nothing people that might work, but I find it's not sustainable. It's way better to slowly, what you do is I I call it crowding out. You start adding things in and you crowd out the foods. Um, and it's just a much more sustainable way to do that. Um, but you know, in the transition, getting a cookbook that uses flavor, that uses herbs, that uses fats, that makes food taste good. Cause fat makes food taste good. It's also a source of calories. If you're going on a diet for MS, it's a very low carb diet. It has to be, and it has yeah. to be very high fat because your nervous system is cholesterol and fat. And so you need a lot of that for it to heal. And for one, it kind of freaks us out mentally because we're told, oh, low fat's been like the thing, even though it's not anymore, but it's still kind of right. preached, you know, yeah. and a lot it's, of people still don't know about it. Yeah. yeah. And and when it comes to MS, this is a secret. You'll, you'll read it in Terry Wall's book and I'm sure in your cookbook, you know, it, it's a very high fat, high cholesterol diet and it has to be because it's your nervous system and your nervous system is cholesterol. Your brain is 60% cholesterol in, in your cells or cholesterol, you know, and it's very, very healing. It's very effective. Will you always be that high? No, but while your body's healing, it needs the things that it, it needs the correct t- fuel to be yeah. able to heal properly. Yeah. And so like, you know, making these transitions, it is, it's scary. It's making changes hard, yeah, it <laughs> you is. know, and any tool that you can find to make it easier you know, I, a lot of people think that being healthy is miserable and it's not supposed to taste good. And I think you and I have this mission to be like, uh, no, (laughs) it it can taste amazing in the process. And it's just like knowing where to turn yeah, and who to go to. So I'm, you know, when you reached out to me months ago, I was so, so excited because MS is one that's not talked about very often. And I think it's just so unfortunate And so I was just like, I'm so excited. And then, you know, I'm, I was going to do another episode just about the diet, but I don't think I need to now because you and I've talked about it, you know? And, um, so I just want to encourage you, you know, if, if you're in this position and you want to try, I recommend three months, um, to really, to really commit to it because it takes like Once you remove this stuff, like when my daughter, um, my daughter has celiac disease and when we cut out gluten, it Uh took about three weeks for the Uh proteins to leave her blood. Right. Mm. And then it takes about three months for the nervous system or the nervous system, the, um, the, um, immune system to turn off. Once Mm. the immune system turns off, then, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of healing, but that's when the real healing starts, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, you kind of have to commit to months, you know, yours was relative. I feel like it's relatively quickly for most people. Uh, It just kind of depends, but I always say, give yourself six, six months to a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, I've seen people, you know, the younger they are, when they start, the faster it happens. Usually I've seen a gentleman with MS wheelchair bound within months of, um, you know, symptoms starting, he had no idea and, you know, did the diet for three months. And then he was up and rocking out on stage. He was a worship leader and jumping up and down and all this stuff. And he didn't have to stay strict with it. You know, he was able to heal and stuck with it 90, 10. And he's been great ever since. That's so great. Right. And then with the sugar, you know, I wish I would have just eaten more fruit. In my cookbook, I use honey, maple syrup, and coconut sugar. 
Mm-hmm. Because those are our natural sugars. You know, I mm-hmm. wish I would have known really more about that before I like cut myself off cold turkey because yeah. that was so hard. Yeah, I am. Um, um, I always get a little frustrated when people are like, "No fruit," and I'm like, "Are you just taking away all joy from life? <laughs> you're taking away <laughs> sugar." I'm like, "But now you're taking away." fruit, which is also a really, e- it's easy. It's a great source of antioxidants. And I mean, yeah, with the tropical lots fruits, of lots of yeah. vitamins, fiber. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, some of the tropical fruits are lower in fiber and higher in sugar, but nothing's going to be worse than a Snickers bar or cake or yeah. you know, something yeah. like that, you know, especially with all the other stuff that comes with it. And so I feel like people get on this perfectionist route, like they have to be perfect from day one. And I'm like, how about we transition, mm-hmm. you know? And it sounds like you're on that same boat of like, I did it wrong. Here's a better way. That's less yeah, miserable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, it, it's all about what kind of person you are too. You know, like I was like, I want to get well as soon as I can, you know? So I, I just, I just did it, but somebody else might take little bit longer and they want to transition into that healthy food yeah because it's a big change it is and change is hard even if it's change may not be difficult but it can be hard if that makes sense like yeah Yeah. it's not hard it's you know like it's not difficult but it's hard and it's a mental thing but guess again you know you're changing the way you grocery shop you're changing the way you meal prep you're changing the way you cook dinner and if you've never cooked vegetables before or anything like that like it takes a lot of mental effort. It might not take more time, right. but it's a lot of, or if you've never chopped vegetables and you're cutting yeah. your finger and your <laughs> knife is dull and you're using like the wrong knife. Like I go to my best friend's house and she has the worst cooking utensils. Her knives are dull. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't cook for, I'm like, I'm doing what I can, but no wonder you don't cook. <laughs> you don't have the tools to make it easy. <laughs> and then also learning like what fats are good, right? Yes, like, see, like what to cook with. Yeah, so, no like, seed oils. Oil is yeah. my go-to. Uh, coconut oil works. Um, I actually buy, you know, Kerrygold that brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's butter from grass-fed cows. It's better mm-hmm. for you than your typical butter. Yeah, um, I also then, like to, you know, and then I'll I'll fry like chicken tenders and stuff in lard and tallow. Yeah, things like yeah. that, you know, so um, you know, my pies are, I made with lard, you know, the traditional yeah. way. Um, yeah. and people are like, oh my gosh, that's so bad for you. Actually, it's not, it's very, very good for you when it I comes know. from healthy cows or healthy mm-hmm. animals. Cause there's duck fat and pork fat and yeah, cow fat, yep. you know, it's actually not bad for you. And I think that's the other thing is like, they've, we've been so ingrained of, uh, oh, heart health, seed oils, but those are so yeah. inflammatory and cholesterol. Like, yeah, remember like everybody thought that was bad for you. And it's really not. No. And that was reversed back in 2016, you know, about 60 years too late, but it is what it is, you know, but it was so quiet. Like the news didn't talk about it. Like saturated fats are not the demon. Cholesterol is not the root cause of heart disease on it, you know, Mm -mm. you know, and it's, it's beyond frustrating, but like, we now know that inflammation is the root cause of, you know, um, cardiovascular disease. And congestive heart failure is it's the carbs and the seed oils. It's not the eggs and the butter. Yeah. You know, and so I, you know, when it comes to the MS world, uh, I found with my clients that fat is like the hardest thing for people to overcome. Like they'll do the sugar because everybody knows, oh, you cut off sugar, you'll lose weight. You know, it's bad for you. It's like cocaine from the brain, la, 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 right. right? It's hard, but I find what's more difficult is wrapping the head around cholesterol is not bad for me. It's 
good for me. And, yeah. these you know, even, yeah. you know, coconut oil, you get the stuff that's white, that's not translucent, you know, except in the summer. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, and like just how beneficial that is for, you know, and the red meat and red meat's good for you. Yeah. And it's, that's Remember a powerhouse. So long, like don't eat red meat. It's so bad for you, but it's good for you as long as they come from gra- grass fed yeah. animals. Yeah. If it's, if it's raised and it's not on its natural diet, it's, you know, humanely slaughtered, all of that. Yeah. It's, you know, and yeah, I mean, I don't struggle with MS, but I struggle with anemia and I eat red meat six days a week. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I do a steak and I do a small steak and eggs for breakfast every morning. And I actually started that back in January and I was trying to revert, uh, heal my body from adrenal fatigue. And I was like, I'm just going to do this experiment. Mm-hmm. And I felt so good. I've just kind of kept it going. And, you know, I've been getting blo- lots of blood work done lately and all that. And I'm in great shape. Like my cholesterol is not elevated and my inflammation markers are not high. My, I don't, I'm not even remotely close to being anemic, which is great, you know? And so it's just like, it's just very interesting, you know, like there's all these different movements and, you know, when it comes to, you know, the MS diet's a therapeutic diet, right? And, but the great thing is with therapeutic diets is once you're healed, you don't have to live there. It's a tool. Like if you start getting inflamed, you start getting symptoms, you go back but then you can kind of move back to just a more normal, what, what I call a normal, healthy way of eating. And you can, it's like a tool in the toolbox at that point. Yeah, for sure. For has sure. that have, has that been your story? Have, like, have yeah. you found that to be true for you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And like every January I do a dry January and a no sugar January, you know, cause after the holidays, you always a little more sugar, a little more alcohol. And so every January I do that and I always feel so good after the first five days after that, I feel really great. <laughs> and I'm always like, Oh, I wish I just that, that, you know, that sugar season. I'm like, I wish I could just do a little better. Well, at least in the beginning, I felt that way. Now I'm just like, eh, it is what it is. And I'll, I'll recover at the end of it. But yeah. Well, the other thing that I do for sugar is well, like sweet fruit, like watermelon, like that's very sugary. Yes. I mean, it's got a lot of fructose in it, but I eat a lot of dates and raisins too. Mm. And those are good for you in small amounts. Yeah. You know, that, that covers my cravings. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I cannot wait, uh, you know, I'll be linking your cookbook. And then when your book releases, go ahead and send me the link and I'll update the description. So that can be in there for people to listen to, or to, and to be able to purchase and get that hope that you have to offer. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go? Well, I just want to let everyone know if you know somebody or you have MS that you can heal yourself and your loved ones can heal themselves. They just need the right information. So don't believe your doctor that says, you know, diet doesn't work and you're just going to have to, you know, take this medicine and you're going to have to end up in a wheelchair because that is not factual because that's what so many doctors still tell us. And it's what we believe and it's not the truth. Thank you. I yeah, you're welcome. wholeheartedly believe that. So thank you again for coming on. I'm so excited to be on this mission with you to revolutionize people's health and give them hope and to give them good, delicious food. <laughs> I love that so much. So thank you. Thanks, Marianne. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review? sharing a screenshot on social media or sharing the link with a friend 
By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.